We're letting the ponies out of the barn and kicking off another day of Sooner Sports Talk. It's time for the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and TJ Perry. Hit the guys up on the law offices of Rod Polston Tax Resolution Line at 405-329-9000. Sound off on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Now, live from the Palace in Piedmont and the Brown O'Haver Studios in Norman, here are Toby Rowland and TJ Perry. It's the T-Row in the Morning Show. Liz Scott with another takeaway defensively in the paint. Took it away from Tania Jackson at 6'6". Six six. Maddie Williams off the glass for two and one. Picked up by Juan. Two on two with Clay. Shovel to Clay. It's a three ball on the right side. And it's money. It's cold, hard cash for Clay Thompson. What an improbable victory this was. An absolute dagger gut wrencher. For the Indianapolis Colts who were thinking about the playoffs, that is over now. The Jags win this thing 26-11. to The ball is down. The kick is on its way. The kick is up. The kick is good. And the Pittsburgh Steelers have defeated the Baltimore Ravens. And the Steelers are headed for playoff land. Stafford back on first down. Throws a deep one down the right sideline for Odell Beckham Jr. Intercepted by Ambry Thomas. Ambry Thomas takes it away. The 49ers are going to win the game in L.A. And they have won the game. They are going to Dallas, Arlington, Texas next week to end it. A little 47-yarder. Hey, have fun with this one. Red Raiders, 75. KU, 67. Winner, winner, Jayhawk dinner. Crossover, Cortez. Pivots in the paint. He'll shoot from there, and he got it. He got it. It's the Bichon Show with Norman. Good morning, everybody. It is a new day and a new week. Monday, January 10. Have we checked on Plank? Plank okay? Anybody know? My man might be in a local hospital after that game last night, Teach. I'm not sure. Holy cow. What a game. Raiders, Chargers. For the playoffs, goes to overtime with the Steelers praying it doesn't end in a tie. Oh, what drama last night. All courtesy my Indianapolis Colts. You're welcome, everyone. Oh, my gosh. Don't even get me started, TJ. Don't even get me started. Good morning, everybody. I hope you had a great weekend out there. Man, you could tell by that uh, open to the show that we got a lot to talk about today holy cow uh sooner men rally from deep to beat iowa state on saturday night uh, thanks to an unlikely source perhaps sooner women go on the road rally from deep to beat kansas shorthanded osu not heard there 
uh, some reason they didn't post Hunziker's call of them beating Texas. That's uh, not cool. Top 25 upset. They should have posted that call. OSU beats Texas in Stillwater on Saturday. Then we had a whole day of dramatic NFL football on uh, on Sunday. We now have a playoff bracket and everything in the NFL. It's a big day on the show. TJ, good morning. How are you today? Good morning. All is well. Hope's good. Uh, it's all well with you, too. That's good. How are you, Teach? How oh, I'm fine. Let me address something. Shut up for one minute, oh. will you? Right. Look, you moron. Quit texting the show in the middle of the night trying to be funny. You're not funny. You're an ignorant fool, okay? I don't care if you've got one degree. I don't care if you've got two degrees. I don't care if you've got 12 degrees from the University of Oklahoma. Stop sending me your stupid crap. You're not funny. Hi. Hey, Toby. How was your weekend? Wow. Is this to your personal text line? Or no, this is the text station line? text line. This guy thinks right. he's funny, I think. He hates you. He hates uh-huh. everything. He insults everybody. I get him at like 4 in the morning. He, he auto-generates them from different area codes, so he's probably using a computer to text because he's a coward and doesn't use his own phone. Or he's got right. 15 phones. Maybe he's that, uh, that popular. He's got to have 15 phones. He's just an idiot. Anyway, he lives I just his life to... To, insult, to insult everyone else, to bring he, everybody else down. He, he does not people? like you. He does not like other people that use uh, oh, we in like association with the University oh, of Oklahoma. He doesn't like you. your t- your uh, catchphrases. He doesn't like anything. <laughs> so I'm just telling him, shut up and quit listening, you moron. And if that is your phone yeah. and that is your area code, go enjoy Kansas City. Listen to the sports talk up there. Immerse yourself in the Chiefs, you butt munch. What a way to start the show today, Teach. I just needed to address thank, that thank, guy. Hey, thank you for having my back, though. I mean, I appreciate that. Bestie. That's what, preach. I, that's what I'm here for. Thanks. Preach. Much preach, as the kids would say. All right. Other than that guy, how are you doing today, Teach? How was your weekend? It was good. It was good. It was a busy weekend. It seemed like a quick weekend, but it was, uh, it was good. How was uh, everything with your weekend? The big uh, Bennett Event Center event. Um, oh man, so much, just so much. I I, like, I felt like yesterday, I felt like I pulled back a curtain and stepped into like another universe Uh, of a society you did not know exists. Holy cow, look at this underground world that nobody knew about. Like, there's people moving about. They've got their own transport. Like, nobody knows. Uh, it, it's incredible. Uh, <laughs> thousands and thousands and thousands of people. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just, I don't even know where to start, TJ. It's, my wife came home Saturday night. I was at the Iowa State game. And Jenny and the kids were at volleyball day one all day, pool play. And we got home roughly the same time Saturday night. They beat me by a few minutes. But when I got home, she, like, sat down and was just kind of, all of them were just kind of sitting in the living room staring. And I was like, how'd it go? And they were like, I I don't even know where to start. Like, 
sensory overload. Like I don't even so much happened to my brain isn't connecting right now. So and uh it's it's pretty incredible this uh this whole world that we've entered with uh I don't know, there was thirty some volleyball courts all in one building, all going oh, at the same time. Oh, all you know, you think uh so not everybody's playing at the same time. There's morning waves, there's afternoon waves. So there's thousands of junior high girls, thousands and thousands of parents and grandparents and friends and everything. You got balls flying everywhere, TJ, from one court to the next. You got whistles all over the place. Uh, you got tears, you got food, you got advertisements, you got I mean it's just amazing. It's just amazing. It's um a fairly new phenomenon, I think, too, in this state, right? Like Volleyball just exploded within the last three or four years that I know of. Like, I, I heard nothing about Maybe. it, and then it's everywhere. Like, all of our friends' daughters are heavily involved in it, just as Chloe is. I mean, just deep into it, going to these events, traveling to these, uh, you know, whatever event center it may be. But like you said, with like 20, 30 courts, and I hear about the tears and the, the, the anguish, and the and I'm just like, I don't remember this like 10 years ago with volleyball, like, I'm pretty sure oh, it's yeah. fairly new. Like other sports, Maybe. yes, basketball and you know, you hear I it with travel teams and baseball. Now, and, so I'm not sure, but that probably is the case. I, I think it's know. like really exploded in the last decade or so and just taken off. Here's so. the other thing. Here's the other thing. Yeah, you know that song there's a hole in the bottle? Yes. It's about uh, a wine. It's mm-hmm. about girls yes. drinking wine or something like that. I think <laughs> it's just a, That's right. That's what I feel about this whole thing only with my pocketbook. Like, that's just, I mean, it's just constantly. <laughs> I, was at, I was at Crest yesterday. I don't know these two gentlemen. I was not trying to listen to their conversation. I was picking out broccoli. They were picking out green beans, and they were talking. It was two friends around each other. And yeah, boys playing baseball. I got to work four jobs just to pay for it. We're going to Missouri next weekend. The guy goes, Missouri? I hear they play good ball up there. And I'm like, where did you hear that from? I wanted to turn around and say that. But I was just hearing these guys talking. They were just talking about the the cost of youth sports and this baseball travel team. and um, amazing. It's amazing. The, the money that's generated from youth sports in today's world is just staggering. Mm-hmm. I was in a pickle. I wasn't in it. Bronx was in a pickleball tournament yesterday. Took my $7. Goodness gracious. Wow. What a waste. <laughs> it went good, though. Good. They played great. Good. They, di- they didn't win, but, uh, I mean, they won. They didn't win the whole thing, but uh, they, they, they did good. Uh, had a lot of fun. Uh, it's the first of many this spring. I think we've got ten tournaments, and that's the first one. And so it was fun. I mean, it's a lot of fun to watch her blossom, you know? I mean, she told me she wanted to play volleyball two years ago, and I was like, volleyball? Like, nobody in our family's ever played volleyball, you know? <laughs> right. Some beach and volleyball here like, and there, even, yeah. even know how to hit a volleyball? And I remember us going in the backyard and practicing trying to bump the ball. We couldn't even get it back and forth to each other. You know? I was like, what? <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> if she wants to go hang out with friends and, you know, it'll give her something, some extracurricular activity to do and get a little exercise i guess it's fine you know it'll, it'll give her something to do until basketball sure season starts. right and it's gone from that to like she's really really good 
and just is eaten up by it and just loves it. And we have, you know, she's got uh, the knee pads and the KT tape and the all. I mean, just everything that you have to have to be a high-level volleyball player. She's the captain. She's the libero. She's out there giving her team the pregame pep talks and getting the coin flip and yelling at people in the middle of the match and diving all over the floor for balls. And it's just, it's just so much fun to watch her. She's and her brothers love watching her play and everything. So it's really cool. It's become a really cool thing for our family. It really has. And I, you know me, I'm competitive, but I just want them to play and have a good time. Sure. Like Jenny's like fire competitive, <laughs> man. I mean, she's <laughs> so screaming and yelling and uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And we got to be, you know, we had we were in charge of sandwiches this week, so she made all the sandwiches for all the girls, and we had to have a, all the sandwich rolls, and the sandwich meat, and all the you know, a turkey and ham on Saturday, and peanut butter and jelly on Sunday, and you got you know all that stuff. So it's a big ordeal. It's a big deal. So what anyway, it went good. What a world. We got in and out of the Bennett Events Center. I walked it five <laughs> times yesterday. I was trying to get some exercise in between games. Uh, yeah, it went good. I saw some people I haven't seen in a while out there, and saw some OU people out there, and uh, had a good time. I, I made one of the other dads is uh, I think I've mentioned this before. His name's John. He's a big listener to our show. His daughter's also on the team, so he's become my uh, volleyball buddy. He shows he's been through this all before, so he shows me the ropes and tells me what to expect. <laughs> All this kind of stuff. He'll, like, oh, stand by me for a few points, and then if we don't do good, he's like, i got to go somewhere else so we can break the momentum. Yeah, he's a big superstitious and everything. So, anyway. He's correct. If it works, it works. That's right. That's right. That's how it works. Um, you, on the other hand, I saw had also some uh, – you chose family over OU on Saturday, which I thought was an interesting choice. Right. Again, yes. uh, more evidence of TJ's allegiance. I watched. I, to the I state still of Texas. I listened to some of the first half and then caught all of the second half. Still watched the game. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's different. Then. Had you had two basketball games Saturday night. Yeah. You okay, should well, have seen. Different. I wish you could have seen my face game two Saturday night when the other team rolled out, and I'm like looking around, like, is this like a practical joke, like? And I'm going up to the coach. I'm like, is this really who we're playing? He goes, I'm looking now. He goes, I don't know. He were goes, they giants? They were the Monstars, dude. They were giants. I don't know how these kids were in the fifth grade. No, seriously, they were like, the average height was 5'8", five, 5'9", five, on the team, I think. And our, our boys are over there, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I look at uh, Dax, who's a corner for the Norman High football team, a good athlete. And I said, dude, go put a jersey on. These kids are your size. He goes, he goes I just looked at number six, and I was like, this kid's bigger than me. And we're all in a panic. The parents are all in a panic. And um, where were they from? I don't know. They, I think their name was the Storm. They had a. Uh, are they Norman? Are all these Norman teams? Or are they all I, like? Oh, we over. didn't recognize. That was another thing. We didn't recognize any of them. So if they were, oh, the Storm like, is no, a homeschool team, isn't it? Maybe that might be the case. I don't know. Yeah. But they're they they grow them big at home. If that's the case, I don't know. Yeah. But. Um, we're like, oh, geez, this is. They don't eat that school so food. <laughs> I start looking them up. They're three and zero. They have, they've won by an average of like forty six to four, something like that. And I'm like, Jeez. oh my goodness, what's this going to happen in this game? We had just played, so Did we teach were them a lesson. We were playing back to back games, so our kids were already tired from the game before, and our boys took it to them. 
Anta, they couldn't handle their speed and quickness. Nice. And nice. Uh, I think they ended up winning by like 12 points. And you could Woo. tell you could tell they were kind of like heads were spinning. They were watching the scoreboard. They had never been in a situation like that. And um, We've got, I'll admit that the best player in the league, he's really good. And Bronx I th- Perry? No, no, it's not Bronx. Bronx no. has like improved a lot this year, but it's not Bronx. But this kid, I think, uh, he started the game out, and I could tell he was just going straight at him. And I said, ah, uh, I looked at Katie. I was like, uh, Luke said uh, he's not going to lose this game today, <laughs> and he pretty much took it over. I think he ended up with like twenty five, thirty points, and wow. uh, <laughs> like destroyed these kids. So it was a good night. It was a good night. Two and zero on the night, and two wins. The Mavs. The Mavs. Four and zero on the, the season. Name? They've been the Mavs for a few years now, and uh, oh I think the coach's son ended up choosing the name, or the coach did. I don't know how they came to the Mavs. It it was just kind of we were, hey, we're the Mavs, and here's your uniform. So I'm not I'm not quite sure how the name came about. It wasn't you. I didn't, you didn't I, no, force I didn't, feed it. I didn't argue. You didn't I say didn't, my son doesn't play no, unless we're the Mavs. No, no, none of that. Oh. So uh, I didn't argue it though. Once I heard it, yeah, yeah, Bronx didn't love it, you know, but. He wears it proudly. Oh, so, good. So they, they won. They, they won. won both games, so that was a good night. Then uh, got to go uh, watch the rest of the OU game and see and uh, they won. Bijan. Uh, I don't know what happened to him in the last 10 minutes of the game. Oh, he suddenly yeah. became an <laughs> all-American player, the just King dishing Fisher left Killer and right. Up. I don't know what was going on with him, but it was unbelievable. So that was a – man, that last – 10, 15 minute stretch was just unreal by that team. So that they shot eighty two percent in the second half against one of the top five defensive teams in the country. Unbelievable. They were they were unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. All right, we'll talk about that game. We'll hear what Porter Moser had to say post game. We got Jenny Baranchek coming up as well today. We'll hear what she had to say after a big win at Kansas. We got to talk NFL playoffs. And then tonight's the night. TJ's Alabama Crimson Tide go for another title tonight against the Georgia Bulldogs in Indianapolis. We got lots to get into today. You could call the show 405-329-9000. You could text the show, Air Comfort Solutions text line 405-651-3439. We'll be back. The choice is easy in the new year. It's the Ref Radio Sports Network, your home for Sooner fans. TJ back with you, T-Row in the morning show. Sad news out of Hollywood last night. Bob Saget, 65 years old, found in his uh, Orlando hotel room, was out on comedy tour, and uh, they don't appear to suspect. show the night before. Yeah, they don't suspect foul play. They said no. They don't believe drugs or anything like that were involved, but um, obviously Danny Tanner on... Full House was the voice of the dad and How I Met Your Mother, host of America's Funniest Home Videos for years. Played this wholesome guy on television and then went on stage as a stand-up comedian <laughs> and was one of the raunchiest dudes around. So, um, 
Way too young, way too young. 65 years old. Bob mm. Saget. Uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line. The last 10 minutes of OU's basketball game was flawless. I'm not sure they can keep up those ki uh, kind of shooting percentages. Iowa State couldn't maintain the 67% no. from the first half. Boomer Sooner and Bijan is what this texter says. I feel confident in saying uh, Oklahoma will not shoot 82% for the rest of the year. <laughs> no. So, yes, I agree. They will not keep up those percentages. But uh, what a game. Yeah, I want to uh, talk more about it uh, coming up, obviously. And we'll hear what Porter had to say afterwards. What else you got there? You all thought Sooner's score would be low against the Clones. My pick was Sooner's 81, Clones 76. I have faith in the Sooners at home. Don't you? And then he goes on to say, who cares? Bam are the dogs. Both are overrated. This will be their last championship game for both. New faces at the big dance next season. Wait and see who shows up. Boys. I think I said oh, that last right word where that. I, boys. Yeah, you, I mean, uh, whoever, did they put their name on that? No, they didn't put their name on that. Whoever that was, kudos to you. You're right. I thought it would be a low-scoring game. It, the last couple of games have been really weird for Oklahoma. Because the Baylor game and the Iowa State game, you've got an Oklahoma team that plays really good defense. Statistically, by all accounts, all year plays really good defense. You've got a Baylor team two games ago that is a top five, I think it was, defensively, or was it top ten? They, they, they play great defense, and Iowa State, is unbelievable defensively. And if you watch that rock fight they had with Texas Tech midweek, uh, you saw it. I mean, they just uh, suffocating. They're also top five in the country, according to Ken Palm. So you got combined three great defensive teams that go head-to-head -head and just shoot the lights out of the ball against each other. I mean, the, the OU-Baylor game, the shooting percentages were off the charts. And OU-Iowa State was even better. So I don't I don't know what to account to. I I don't think we were wrong about them being really good defensive teams. I mean, time will tell, I guess, going forward. But the shooting, uh, this has become a commonplace. Not eighty two percent, but that was the tenth game this year in, out of fifteen that OU has shot better than fifty percent from the field. Uh. They're top five in the country in field goal percentage. And uh, they did that five times all last season. And that was a good team last year. They went to the NCAA second round of the NCAA tournament last year. And they shot over 50% five times all last year. This year they've done it 10 already. So they just don't take a lot of bad shots, man. I mean, they just they may turn it over too much, which has been a bugaboo. But when they get a shot off, it's a good shot. They're either at the rim or it's an open three, and there's really not much in between. You don't see a lot of, you know, 15, 17-footers. They're either a good-look three or a shot around the rim. And uh, and then Iowa State ran really good offense, too. I mean, they – so anyway, the, the point is – Surprised it was such a high-scoring game. I thought two really good defensive teams like that would be played like in the 50s and 60s. But I was wrong. You were right, Texter. It it, it got up there. It did. And, and one of the times I remember on 
they move the ball so well, get inside, like you said, they, they, they take good shots. And kind of what led to Bijan, I think, the other night was Jordan Goward, uh didn't. He took that one bad shot, like early in a shot clock, and yep. they pulled him out, put Bijan in, and suddenly, like I said, I don't know what happened with Bijan Cortez, but he was unbelievable the rest of the way. Handled the ball very well, distributed it unbelievably. Some of the passes he made there to Jacob Groves and some other shots that uh, they were making uh, late in that game were just unreal, and that was kind of what led to him even being on the floor was Goldwire did take a bad, bad shot, and they took him out, yeah. Goldwire came down, took a rushed fadeaway jumper on the baseline with nine and a half to go. Mm-hmm. We went and watched the playback back Saturday night. Nine and a half to play. Immediately came out. I think they got him to the bench at 9.15 or so, 9.13, something like that. Cortez came in and never came back out of the game. Played the final nine minutes and 13 seconds. Uh, Goldwire didn't come back in until there was 30 seconds to go in the game, and they were just trying to make free throws and stuff. Right. And uh, you're, yeah, you're right. That's one thing he does is if you make a boneheaded play, like if you take a bad shot or you turn it over, Moser takes you right out. Now, it might be very briefly. Like it's not a doghouse or anything. But he'll ra- he'll yank you right out of the game every time. Doesn't care who it is. Doesn't care if it's the first minute of the game or you're the leading scorer that night or what. You take a bad shot or make a bad play, he takes you right out. He'll sit you down. He'll tell you what you did wrong and put you right back in. Sometimes you're, you know, on the bench for two minutes. Sometimes you're on the bench for ten seconds. But that's what happened with the Goldwire play. He came down. He took a rushed bad shot, took him out, put Bijan in. I'm sure he meant for it to be a minute, you know. But Bijan made a play. Then he made another play. Then he made another play. <laughs> then all of a sudden, Bijan Cortez is dominating the basketball game. <laughs> yes, absolutely like, dominating what is, it. What is going on here? So uh, that was fun. Like I don't fun. remember the last time I watched a OU basketball game and was that that many oohs and ahs that were uh, out loud. Like oh, but uh, he yeah. had me doing that quite a bit on Saturday night in that stretch. So there was a was, crossover was by Harkless in that stretch uh-huh. that was ooh and awing. There was a off wrong footed left hand layup by Mo in that stretch that was ooh and awing. There was a block by Tanner Groves in that stretch. Oh, I forgot about got the you block. On your yeah. Feet. Um, yeah, we're gonna play Great Porter's run. post game here, coming out of the break. But I don't remember ever sitting down in a post game and saying that a, somebody who had four points dominated a basketball game. <laughs> but that's what happened. <laughs> that's what he did. I mean, yeah. Bijan, uh, Mo Gibson had twenty. And played really well. Bichon Cortez was the unquestioned star of that game. And he scored four points. Five assists. So, anyway, Porter Moser, postgame thoughts next. The Ref. Network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. Missed the layup, gets to the rebound, and you can unhitch the wagon. 
put the ponies in the bar. What a win tonight for the home team. Down 11 in the second half. They're going to win it by 13. And the candle was lit by the yellow jacket from Kingfisher. He's getting hugs all around. Porter Moser goes to shake hands with T.J. Otzelberger. And the Sooners have their third top 15 win of the year. Final score tonight in Norman, Oklahoma 79, Iowa State 66. Coach, congratulations. That, that was a game that looked like it was sliding the wrong way for about an hour and a half. And then what a rally for your team down the stretch. You know, we got some stops, and we stopped turning it over. You know, we uh, I thought B. John Cortez came in and gave us the lift. And, you know, the ball started popping and moving. You know, we, we talked all the time about, you know, they're aggressive with their traps. We have to get it out, slip, hit it, move it side to side. And we just weren't getting that at the start of the second half. We got it in the beginning of the game, and then we hit a low. And then we then we, then we we didn't do the second half, uh, beginning of the second half. Um, and I thought B. John did. I think Jacob Groves came in and gave us some nice yeah. cuts. He's such a good cutter, and B, he's a big target, and Bijan finds him. I thought Elijah Harkless was a warrior. I thought Mo. Uh, there's so many good guys that came in and, and contributed. But to play a team like that, I mean, there's a reason. I mean, think about that. They, they've beaten Iowa. They've won at Creighton. They've beaten, you know, Xavier, <laughs> Memphis. Memphis. I mean, they're, they're high level. And uh, it's just that you've got to match their intensity. And I thought we played hard as well. And uh, once we got the ball moving and got some stuff, that's changed everything. I want to do a little deeper dive on Bijan because it was really remarkable. A guy who scored four points for you was, in my opinion, the unquestioned star of this basketball For sure. Game. For I mean, sure. He, what exactly did he do to turn this game on he got the ball. He got the ball out of the trap. And he, like, he passed it, and then he went and got it, and then he, then he hit the paint and wasn't going too far. Like, we, 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 were, we were driving into the paint. We took a really bad shot. Like you know, um, right there uh, going left, and then we made a sub with Bijan, and Bijan was getting to the paint and then hitting guys. He was he was sharing it, spraying it, and uh, it changed everything. And uh, I thought he was definitely the key to the game. Rockington and Hunter were lights out in the first half, and even to start the second half, defensively, what did you do on them to try to quiet them a bit? Well, we just we really keep talking to. to they were um, they did make some tough tough shots. He makes some tough shots. Even, even the one he made over there was a really tough shot. EJ, I just kept on saying, don't let up. Keep playing the way you're playing, and eventually you're going to miss some. But, you know, you, as a coach, you look at it. Is it a tough shot, contested shot? He hit some shots with EJ all over him yeah. in the first half. And you just you just got to stay the course with, with, with something like that. And then I thought EJ's effort just kind of, you know, just kept on coming, coming, coming. And, uh, you know, I, I, I thought Tanner had a big-time block that was in a key in a, in a run. You know, they got biased and he hit a big-time block. Um, so, so many good things by some a lot of different guys. And you know what else was, was A plus was the fans. Man, when we needed that, that, that the, the fans to get going, they got going, and we changed the, the, the momentum. And uh, that's what we need to have this place. Can you imagine this thing if it's full? Yeah. It's I mean, it's, but in the people that were here, thank you. It was, they were great. Uh, two, the two categories that I know stuck in your craw after the Baylor loss, rebounding and second-chance points. You dominated them on the boards in the second half tonight, 15-5, to five, and you didn't give up a single second-chance point in the game. We just talked about that. That was our why. That was our why we were going to win. Like we talked about, if we get those two those two things into the game, and uh, we had some, like I said, we had a very heated film session, um, and it was a slippery slope, like I said. I said, you know, you can either be happy that we were close or understand why we lost to Baylor. We got smashed on the glass, and they got a bunch of points off turnovers. We had 17 turnovers. And we cleaned both those up, and we were able to win. So 
it's it's no reason it's no i think if you look at it our th- i think we're 12 and 3 yeah. our three losses we've been out rebounded our 12 wins we've out rebounded the other team i think that's that holds true porter moser after the game good win big win needed to win home floor game against iowa state uh quad one victory this this looks good in all the categories quad one win uh net rankings got a boost they're up to 31 this morning in the net and uh, obviously big 12 standings where they move to second place at two and one you've got uh baylor in front at three and oh then you've got ou and texas at two and one right now tied for second place and those two teams play each other tomorrow night headed to austin a little bit later this afternoon we'll do the show from the uh, state capital of texas tomorrow morning and then tomorrow night, Sooners and Longhorns. And I can't tell you, TJ, I've been looking forward to this since the two coaching hires were made in the offseason. Chris Beard versus Porter Moser. I think this is the start of something magical in this rivalry. I mean, you know, OU Texas has been special for a long time in all sports. But in basketball, I don't know that we've had – a coaching rivalry since Billy Tubbs and Tom Penders. You know, th- those two guys, <laughs> Billy didn't get along with a lot of people. <laughs> I was going to say, Tom Penders, the whole league with Billy. Yeah, Tom Penders was a character too. But, <clears throat> you know, you could like or not like Shaka Smart, and uh, Rick Barnes was honestly a likable guy. And But I think we may be embarking on an era here where you've got Two, two highly energetic, enthusiastic head coaches that, I don't know, it just feels like this could be something fun between these two guys. Take a nap. Um, there won't be any energy on the sidelines in that game, people. You're going to have trouble staying awake. <laughs> I, they do have a history. Like, they are, they go way back. Like, Porter did say recently that's the coach, I think it was on our Rudy show, that he's known the longest like back to his Little Rock days or something. So it could be that they're friends and I'm just, you know. But my guess is that if they are, they'll become rivals. Um, and I, Beard has become an easy guy for OU fans not to like, and I think Porter will be the same for Texas fans, and this would be great. By the way, heads up, that game tomorrow night is a Longhorn Network game, folks. Oh, jeez. Now i got to go look through my cable guide. <sighs> no, early heads up. Early heads up on that. You might want to uh, dust news. off the radio if terrible you need to. news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. We need a break. 6.46 in the morning. We'll hit some more of your text messages coming up. Plus, I've got the NFL playoff schedule. We're going down the bracket coming up. Back after this. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network. Your home for Sooner fans. Two-point Sooner lead. Crouching dribble. Crossover. Cortez. Pivots in the paint. He'll shoot from there, and he got it. He got it. It's the Bichon Show in Norman.
Big thanks to Extreme Outdoor Equipment. They bring you the T-Row in the morning show. They've got the uh, Forest River Ibex and the Re- uh, Venture Sport Tra- uh, I can't even say it. Sonic Sport Trek Travel Trailers. Wow. Say that ten times. Sounds like fast. a bunch of words you just made up. Is that a real <laughs> yes, thing? That's a real thing. It's a real thing. Just head down I-35, exit 104B in Goldsby. It's two miles south of Riverwind. Check them out. And uh I can't yeah. wait to get down Bad there. Bad boy mowers. They've got it all. They've got it all down there. Uh, they got good guy mowers. Uh, really they leave that boy, to the other know? stores. They want the bad boys that really do a good job on your lawn. I think if somebody saw me on a bad boy mower, they'd laugh. They'd be like, <laughs> I got, do I wear a leather jacket? <laughs> no. No, that's why no. they would laugh at you because you'd be wearing a tank leather top? jacket. Do I wear a tank top on a bad boy mower? Um... I, I like don't a, I, a I'm not for any man wearing a tank top, but better than a leather jacket if you're on the bad boy mower. Do rag. I'll talk it over with them when I get down there. <laughs> Air Comfort Solutions text line. Um, Jeff says Cortez is going to be a stud. It's looking good so He's far early on in his freshman campaign. Yeah. Um, I I told my sons uh, when I got home Saturday night we because they were at volleyball didn't see the game we rewatched the last ten minutes, and I said I gotta stop like every time Bijan makes a play this year, I sound surprised. Well, and I gotta knock that off. Like I feel like he's a walk on or something. Like every time he makes a play, I'm like, look what Bijan! Like he's a really good player. Like played for Team Griffin, won the championship, all that kind of stuff. But for some reason, I've got it in my head. Like every time he makes a play, I'm like, huh, "Look at Bijan!" You know. Well, I don't think you're alone in that. I'm the same way, and that's why I think I had so many outward oohs and ahs Saturday night because I'm surprised every time he does something. I'm the same way with you. So I'm exactly the same. And there's got to be other people out there because I look at him and I know his credentials coming in here. I've heard about right. him for three, four years, whatever it's been. I mean, he's been a big right. name in this state. But then I see him in his socks, and I, I don't know. I it just I see him, and I'm like, the every hair, time the, the socks, hair, the everything. socks, the tat, and I'm like, eh. And then he does something. I'm like, whoa, look at that pass. Mm-hmm. So you're not alone in it's that. It's on us. Yeah. It's on yeah. us. Uh, in fact, I think my wife, the first time she saw him, goes, who's that? I said, he's one of the top kids in the state. And she's like, really? So... <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, I don't think you're alone. <laughs> we'll get used to him. He'll he'll, he'll, uh, he'll continue to play like he did and, uh, and grow and improve from uh, what he has early in this season, and then he'll just be a star, and everybody will accept him as a star. Well, he's definitely a fan favorite now after what he did Saturday night. Okay, here's another one. I'm try- oh, This is on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. I'm trying to figure out how Bijan can keep all that hair from getting in his face. Should at least need a ponytail, right? I can't tell you Listen. how many times I've thought he needs to put that in a ponytail. <laughs> we might have the best hair team in America. I said this on Saturday <laughs> night too. Between beards uh, and CJ hair, Nolan, yeah. CJ <laughs> Nolan came out with his hair high on Saturday, <laughs> yes, and it shocked me. Yes. I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> it scared me. But every single like uh, from Tanner Groves 
Elijah Harkless, Bijan, CJ, Goldwire, uh, all of them. Like, every guy that plays for us has a fantastic head of hair, TJ. In one way or another. It's true. There's nobody marching out there that's just like, just shave it off. I don't want to have to worry about it, you know? Like, we, we put a lot of thought into our hair game at OU. Do you imagine name, if Brady was still here? Place. Goodness gracious. Just add oh, that know, to the mix. <laughs> Let's think of our starting, our starting lineup here. You got uh, Mo probably has the simplest hair on simple, the simple, yeah. Other than that, they all uh, they all are spending a little 10, 15 extra minutes because they look great. We got a great hair team, man. Go ahead. Tanner's not spending an extra 10 or 15 minutes. He's just rolling out of bed and coming to the court, yeah, putting on his headband. It's just all over the place. That's true. That's true, but he's got a lot going on there. You know what I mean? Like the headband, the hair, the beard, everything. You're right. He's probably not. Uh, spending too much time on it. I don't know. Maybe not, maybe so, though. you got to get that headband just right. He may have all those products for his beard and stuff that he's got to put in there before games. Uh, Jeremy from Harlingen, Texas, just says, Good morning, y'all. Good morning, Jeremy. Good morning, Jeremy. Uh, TJ might not like Kelvin, and that's fine, but he can. the guy can coach, and he's tough as nails. I think we have that kind of guy, tough and full of execution plays, I'm falling in love with Porter. This could be my new kind of love that I had for Kelvin Sampson. There's some similarities there in the way their teams play. There's some similarities there. And I never said Kelvin couldn't coach. I'm just not fond of the guy. Might be coming back to town sometime soon, you know. Might be. Houston joining the Big 12. If it happens before OU leaves, who knows? We could have a Kelvin reunion in the LNC. Oh, well, That'd be interesting. Look forward to that. He's got a squad again this year, by the way. After they go to the Final Four last year, Houston's really good again this year. No, he's a great but, coach. He's a great coach and has done great things down there. That's for sure. To the texter's point. Uh... Porter has made quite an early impression. They play hard. They play really good defense. They got a thousand plays. Um, it's been fun to watch. Now, big test again tomorrow. I mean, they're all like this is the third of eight straight quad one games tomorrow night. So it's going to be a while, maybe like next year, before we say this is a big one. Yeah, you know, before we don't say it. So big one tomorrow night down in Austin. Monday morning, hour two coming up next on the T Row in the morning show. Won't be trying.